Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's The Beer Show with Chris Reavers and Mike Fratelloni. That's right. We are your official pregame show for the Vikings versus the Redskins. It's the beer show here on Score North. And, of course, online you can find us at scorenorth.com. I don't know if I was legally allowed to say that, but I don't give a damn. It's Chris Reavers, and uh, I'm your host here along with side with Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. I love the fact that you're wearing a purple sweatshirt and you're drinking a purple Monster Energy. All right, so here's the thing. Uh, Ryan from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits is here. Um, this is, by the way... The longest-running show on AM 1500 currently. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I feel the need to say that. But here, here's the story with my sweatshirt. So I already told Ryan this story. The the, the crew of us, mm-hmm. except for you because you're lame, we're going to the Vikings game tonight. And I told Ryan, I've been a season ticket holder for the Minnesota Vikings since 1994. Typically, I sell all of my, all of my tickets um, but we're going tonight just sure. as, as as dudes, as guys. With, let, let's go you celebrate. see a big win. And um, this is my lucky sweatshirt. It is. My grandmother, God bless her, she's still with us. Okay. She bought this for me in 1994. Nice. Thinking it was a Viking sweatshirt. Oh. It has zero logos uh, on it Is it whatsoever. a starter sweatshirt? Yeah, it is a starter it is? Okay, sweatshirt. Okay, well, so I get it. That's cool. Right? And she said, well, I think this was a Viking sweatshirt. So she gave oh, it to me. God bless it. her. And when I the first time I wore it, it was a Sunday night game that they were playing the defending Super Bowl champion, the Dallas Cowboys, on a Sunday night game. Okay. They went to overtime. They lost. But I thought, you know what? She was right. And they won the rest of the home games that year. Nice. So this is my lucky sweatshirt. Good That's for so you. grandma, right? I oh, mean, it's, it's like, just 100% grandma Kictavi. Like, I'm just going to get you a, the Vikings colors. You right. know? I'm not, whatever. Close enough. Yeah, yeah it's close. But so I, 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 wear, I wore this to the the 1998 NFC Championship game. Okay. Wasn't very lucky that day. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, pretty, pretty much, if it's the, our last game of any season, was say, it wasn't very lucky. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. Yeah, this is my lucky sweatshirt. So. Kind of lucky sweatshirt. Anyway, so uh, let's kick things off. Um, we're talking beer. That's what we do every uh, yes, Thursday night at 6 o'clock. And uh, first, though, Ryan, I want to talk about, I get I get a lot of really cool feedback about the new delivery service that you guys offered at Elevated uh, through your Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits app. Yeah, so we have we have an app now that you can shop, and the cool thing about this app is that we 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 provide a very very quick, convenient, and affordable delivery service. Especially if you live 
close to the Minneapolis shop. We want to take White Bear on eventually, but right now, if you live in South Minneapolis, downtown, even parts of St. Paul, I'm mean, getting out to Edina. For sure. This is this is an incredible service that we're that we're setting up that is going to be very convenient for a lot of folks out there. So Check it out. You can go to our website and you can, you can actually access this without the app through our website itself and, and get into our web store. Or for more convenience, of course, download the app. Just go to your app store on uh, Apple or, or through Android as well. Search elevated beer. I think that's the easiest way to pull it up. Download that. You're going to get right into our inventory. And uh, when you check out, you get the option for delivery. And if, and when you select that, it'll automatically generate what that cost is. And then it'll just take care of the whole process. So Postmates powers this. They're the best at retail delivery. We all know that. And uh, they handle it professionally and quickly, and you get the full value of the elevated stores. Now, one thing I do want to mention, too, with this app is not only is it cool for the delivery part, but we've learned now that a lot of people really like this to just peruse our selection, mm-hmm. right? With the intent to come in physically in sure. the store, which is really cool, too. So we're seeing that you know a lot of people are, are, are finding that maybe they're not getting what they want from their local store. So on a Sunday or something like that, they might want to make the journey out to one of our stores in White Bear or in South Minneapolis. Sure. And this is a good way to kind of preview that selection and what we offer. You know, we haven't talked about this in a long time because you have over 500 beers that you can buy singularly, correct? Absolutely, yep. And so if I want to go make a tasting six-pack, I can walk in, somebody from the shop can walk with me and say, what are you trying to find? And walk through 500 beers that you might have never even possibly heard of. Yeah, and you know, and the number sounds gaudy, right? It sounds like, hey, this is a huge selection. You know, a lot of stores can just throw beers on the shelf, but what we really do try to do is is to help you walk through that, yeah. A, and, and B... To keep those singles fresh is a huge part of the game. You may go to a store that has a nice single selection, but then you start checking dates, mm-hmm. and it's like, uh, yeah, right. or they this became little... single selection because they dropped the other four bottles, good and point. so they had yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, honest true. to God, no, right? they, be, that's a good they become point. a single yeah. because it was a broken six. Right. Pack. And I think this is a really important uh, aspect of our business that is worth featuring, especially as we're getting closer to the, ho- to the holidays mm-hmm. here. Right? These are great gifts. If you come in and you build a, a six pack, or yep. even if you want to build a, a mixed twelve pack from our single shelves. This is a great way to just kind of have a an easy way to to satisfy the beer lover in your life that you're trying to figure out a gift for. There's nothing better than the beer itself. So, our staff is really uh really talented and and they're they're very good at helping you curate those selections. Well, in case in point, I was there what what night did I come in? Was it Monday night? Monday, or Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no, Friday. It's just remember. one. <laughs> anyway, but but I did that very thing because, you know, I, I we, through our you know, guests that come on, there's all these different things that I want to try. Yep. But, you know, I, I'm a I'm a one beer drinker household, you know. I don't, you know, my wife doesn't drink any <laughs> She's beer. She's not open out. So, what 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 I'll try to do is I'll try to you know, grab a couple of different individual bottles of a lot of different things that I want to try, which is a really, really awesome function and something that you guys take very personally, which is something that I admire about you guys. Yeah, I think it's great for beer show listeners, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when we're talking about, you know, a different brewery every week and, and the, the full lineup of what they have, some of these seasonals that are coming out right now, especially as we get into late fall and into the holidays. There's so many cool things to try. And you don't necessarily want to spend, you know, 10 bucks on a, on a Christmas ale. You know, sometimes you just want to try like, you know, six Christmas ales for 10 bucks. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's a good way to go. Hazy, hazy craze, right? Like that, this is a great way to try to get some of these limited release hazies that come out locally. 
build your four or six pack without having to spend sixteen ninety nine just for for one set of beers. For sure. And you know what? Case in point, Mike. A lot of those singles become that way because you know the, the they're not very uh, cognizant of their wife or whatever, so they yeah. just be, they become singles that singles, way too. It's yes, a- <laughs> they're not paying enough attention to the other beers in the six pack. <laughs> All right, let's get to the featured guest yeah, this week. Absolutely. One thing that you're we on do fire today. One thing that fire. we do. One thing that we do each and every week is we highlight a, a really cool brewery and uh, it's it's featured uh, as a tasting too. So this Friday from three to five, or excuse me, from five to seven p.m. at the uh, South Minneapolis location, which is at Hiawatha and Forty Second, and then this Saturday from three to five p.m. at the White Bear Lake location at Highway Sixty One and Fourth Street, um, we are featuring Central Waters. Central Brewing Waters Company this week. Okay, hey guys. Yeah, Anello is here with us, co-owner of Central Waters, and I just you know I'm, I'm so excited to have him here with us because it's been a while since you've joined us. It has been, yeah. And Number the things that you guys are up to are incredible right now. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having us again. Appreciate really it. appreciate it, guys. Thank you for thanks to Elevate it. Thanks to you guys for having me on. It's I'm awesome. looking at your website because I'm not. It's, you've been, it's been a long website. time since you've been. <laughs> you're, 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 <laughs> in like in like one week, the whole that's going to relaunch and be a brand new website. No, this website is absolutely fantastic for 1995 when you started. Right. It. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. 1998. 1998. 1998. Well, I do yes, see. Exactly I do see like <laughs> the very first picture Reavers when you come to their website. Yeah, is like a barrel room with. You know, five hundred barrels in it. What is there's that? Is that your north, barrel room? There's just north of four thousand in there. You're kidding me! No, it's the largest barrel aging brewery in Wisconsin. Um, I mean, but no one's even remotely close to that. No, no, yeah. nobody's close to that. I mean, you have like when you look at the whole Midwest, you have Founders and you have Goose Island, right? So they're they're a ton, um, way more than us. There you go. That's nice. Keep uh, talking. Sorry, I didn't mean but, to distract no, you. No, no, that's distracting because I think they're. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, we started doing barrel aging in 2001, which is really far ahead of the curve. Sure, absolutely, um, yeah. and I've just grown it every year since. So, so okay, 2001, are, you were yeah. barrel aging. Yeah, no one was making money on barrel aged beers because it's extremely expensive. Making, well, here's the problem: is nobody's nobody's making money on beer. On beer, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Um, no, it was it was kind of uh, when we started doing it. It was a um, oh, I always have a certain way to. Tell the story because I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. But there was a Why friend not? of ours. Go ahead. Well, hmm. the, the, there was a friend of ours that owned a brewery that was making a stout, and they were putting oak chips and uh, like Jack Daniels into the into the tanks, which hmm. is not legal. That's hmm. why I don't throw them. So it's actually, actually, actual brewery, Jack Daniels, not... like actual bottles, like like dump <laughs> it <laughs> in, right? okay. to make this like bourbon stout type of thing. And uh, Paul. Graham, who's my business partner, and I, I were thought you were going to just name him. I'm like, you just <laughs> no, named no, him. Okay. Business partner, okay. yeah, we it was not Paul Graham. Not our friend's it. place. Okay. We thought, there's got to be another way to do this. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Founders was doing it and Goose was doing it, but we didn't. I mean, Wisconsin, we didn't, we weren't getting that. Sure. We had, no, we had never tried it. We had no idea. Yeah. Well, we knew a guy that knew a guy that knew Harlan Wheatley, who was the master distiller at Buffalo Trace. Okay. The Pape Van Winkle. Sure. Team, right? So we got in touch with him. He thought we were crazy and was like, yeah, I'll sell you barrels for 25 bucks a piece. Cash. Really? So we were like sending trucks down wow. to pick up with an envelope full of cash to buy four oaks. And then the next year it was 10. And the next year it was 15. And we just kept taking the profits and buying more and more and more. Wow. And then bourbon exploded. Yep. Um, and so, and then when that happened, we have to buy through a brokerage system because sure. you can't buy, it's really difficult to buy direct. Because bourbon doesn't have to be in a newer 
oak barrel. Bourbon does have to be a new oak barrel. Yeah. They're the only spirit that actually has to use a new oak so barrel. So every year they're cranking out a ton yes, of extra. Ton of them. Fantastic bourbon for feeds. you because you might have Pappy Van Winkle in there one day. It would be great. That's hard to get. It's hard okay. for them to make that. It's hard to get. But, you know, um, Ryan asked this question earlier. It's like, well, I think I think you asked this question. At any rate, when you're looking at what, what spirit you use, mm-hmm. right, um, the like we get asked that question a lot. Like, what is the bourbon? What is the rye? What is the spirit? Mm. I would love to be able to put the label on that, but it truthfully doesn't matter as much as the vintage of it for us. So okay. we're looking for a particular age of spirit. And we can have a blend of a lot of different styles. As long as we have the right vintages, we're going to get the flavor profile we're looking really? for. Really? So a vintage, like you need a reserve bourbon or something that's two years, years in a day? Right. Exactly. Okay. So it, years, it's embedded years, deeply enough years. into the wood. Yeah. So we made a beer... Uh, years ago, called Ardia in Cygnus, which was ranked the number one beer in the nation that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an Imperial Stout aged in 25-year-old bourbon barrels. Wow. Well, we haven't been able to get those again. If we could get those again, we would do the same beer again. Right? Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, you mentioned that um, bourbon bourbon barrels can only be used one time for that purpose of aging bourbon, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It, back in 2001... Had a Central Waters Brewing Company not approached uh, a distillery about a, a acquiring said barrel, what then would it be used for? If it Plant, was only be planters, planters. <laughs> I, I was buying them for planters. You cut, planters. cut them in half, and we use them we as barrels. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh yeah, that or smoky meats. Um, so what a lot of bourbon barrels end up going to, from our understanding, I'm not a distiller, so I'm just speaking from my I just throw it out here. there. Yeah. <laughs> just throw it out there. Nobody's listening. Yeah. This is like Bob Euchre in Major League. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, they go to other spirits. So when we get barrels in, like, for example, we get other spirits in besides bourbon. When we get, like, brandy barrels in, they have a bourbon barrel stamp on it. Okay. So it goes from bourbon to brandy to Corbell, who okay. makes Corbell brandy. It goes from bourbon to rye whiskey. It goes from bourbon to tequila. Mm. It goes from bourbon to rum. So every spirit you've had that's barrel aged likely started in a bourbon barrel. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, especially now with, I mean, I, I follow bourbon. I think it's Bourbon Heritage Month this month or last no, month. Right, was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was last month. Last yeah. month. And, I mean, it is it is a crazy, crazy function now. People are going oh, nuts yeah. and spending a fortune on these things. Yeah. I mean, when you think, you don't get that many bottles out of a barrel, and a new barrel has to be expensive every time. That's why you're getting They're 60 bucks. Yeah. 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 But so how much of the taste of what you're getting out of that barrel can you attribute to your taste of beer? I mean, is it a drum- That's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. So, yeah, And if I mean, you let a beer, can I let the beer sit for a month, or do I have to let the beer sit for... Like, after we've done it in the barrel, and we sell it to you? How no, no. How long do you have to do it to get ah, the flavors of the... That depends on the beer. Okay. For the beers that we do, for mm-hmm. Central Waters, I can only speak to us, every brewery does it differently. But for what we do, we've been doing it for a long time, it's very rare that a beer will spend less than one year in the barrel. Okay. Um, we the longest we do is three years. Do you call it a reserve at that point? Because then it would well, be the in the barrel for two years. Well, the whole line is called Brewers Reserve. Okay, we call the whole line. So we have six different beers throughout the year that we throw under the Brewers Reserve series. Okay, that are all spirit barrel aged beers, right? And then we do brewery only releases of other ones like our anniversary beer that comes out in January every year. That's two years. Black Gold comes out in October every year. That's three years. So we do a one. Like throughout the year, they'll always get a beer aged a year. Once a year, you get one aged two, and the other time of the year, you get one aged three. Okay. 
Uh, Central Waters Brewing Company, the guest here on the beer show here on Score North and scorenorth.com. A double beer show featured tasting this week at Elevated this Friday, as I mentioned, from 5 to 7 at the South Minneapolis location this Saturday at Wiper Lake from 3 to 5 p.m. And Ryan, you know, what's funny is we have a lot of these uh, different uh, breweries that come in and I know Central Waters. I always kind of associated as a local craft brewery because you know we've all been drinking it, right? Even though they're out of Stevens Point, right? Uh, Yeah, just East Amherst. Okay, Amherst. Yeah, but they're they're kind of like a a local craft brewery, right? Yeah, Yeah. and 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 the love in this market is there for that. We see it all the time. One hundred percent. Central Waters and and the the flexibility that you guys have. You know the the spectrum of beers that you that you make. It's it's kind of as good as it gets really so i do want to touch on some of the other things that you're doing i should mention very quickly before we get there as far as the the brewer's reserve series right now at both shops we do have the the rye barrel stout and we have the uh the bourbon barrel uh barley wine and well those those should be available for our tastings this weekend but you guys are doing some crazy things with sours hazies i mean talk about some of the other other beers that you have by the way this coffee stout you like it? Spectacular. You might be the first, you're the first people in Minnesota to drink it, actually, because this is our new winter. That's the power of the beer <laughs> shop, dude. This is our new winter seasonal. Uh, so you're going to see really this good. launching next week under uh, a six-pack can format, our Brewer's Coffee Stout with locally roasted coffee. Cool. Local Amazing. to Stevens Point, Wisconsin, but let's call that local here, too. Um, who's, the, but, who's, who's the coffee provider? Uh, it's a little coffee shop in Stevens Point called MEJ's. Awesome. And they roast their own coffee. And so when we order these batches, they do like micro roasting. So when we order, that roaster spends quite a bit of time, like a week, roasting coffee for wow. a beer. Wow. I thought he was going to say, it's a little coffee shop called Starbucks. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. honestly, because uh, we, uh, the, the other show that I'm a part of, we do we do some work with the coffee grounds out of Eau Claire. And oh, I know, I know those guys. Yeah, yeah and they're yeah, they're good people. phenomenal people to they're work great with. Great people, yeah. And uh, that's why I was hoping that it might have been. No, no, no. Yeah, we, but, but we anyway, keep it local. We keep it local. For sure. Point for, for the, sure. Yeah, roasting. But you know, to your point, Ryan, like the the changes. I mean, most of the changes you're talking about, like the cans and the hazies and the milkshakes and the sours and all that stuff. That's really all in like the last year. Yeah. You know, just over the last year. And so, uh, if you're paying attention to the beer industry, it's changed really fast. Um, it's hard to, as a producer, as a supplier, it's really hard to get a grasp on what's coming next and what you should be doing now. And what it comes down to is like, how do you say relevant as a producer? Right. Well, we're 22 years old. Like we started in 1998. Wow. So we're like grandpas of the craft beer industry. When we started the industry we have now, that did not exist. No. It was way different. What were those hurdles back in 1998? I mean, because yeah, I, I mean, well, obviously Wisconsin is it distribution was, funding for sure. You know, all that stuff. Like back then, like the the crazy beer was like you had to have a pale ale. Like if you didn't have a pale ale, you were not right. right. You needed to have a pale ale. So I'm going to ask the Mike Fratelloni question. Are you ready? Yeah, bring uh, it on. So last week we had uh, oh, Omar. Sarcastic answer. Omar <laughs> we had Omar Ansari from, oh, yeah. from Surly Omar's Brewing on, on the show, and, and and he always loves to tell the story. He never names the the establishment, but he said I got rejected, and it was that moment of like, oh crap. Yeah, it was his. What am I doing? His very first sales call, and the bartender, the buyer at the bar, said, "Ugh." That's no one would drink. And this was yeah. surly furious, like a really yeah. good beer. So did that? Oh yeah, did that happen? One hundred percent, more times than I can count. Oh my god! What kept you going? What rejected. what kept you? Uh... Well, I mean, we were you know 
so Paul, who's my business partner, and I, we, you know, he's from Rochester, Minnesota, mm-hmm. actually. So he's a Minnesotan. Boo! Sorry, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, I'm sitting here staring. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm a Wisconsin boy, <laughs> like born and raised, and I'm sitting here staring at you. And mm-hmm. there's a picture of Brett Favre with a Vikings jersey behind you, <laughs> and I'm just getting that. angrier and angrier. <laughs> and angrier <laughs> I here. So, so Paul's from Minnesota. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, originally. Uh, we both went to Stevens Point for college. Met our freshman year. Uh, 18 years old, it was 21 to buy beer and 18 to buy the ingredients. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it sounds like a joke, but that's literally you what we started doing. Wow. We were homebrewing in the dormitories, wow. making our own Come beer. On. We, I'm not joking. We were like wow. homebrewing in the dorm. That's smart. And so by the end of college. <laughs> Most popular guys on yeah. campus. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the end of like, let's call it, let's call it five years of college. Like by the end of that, <laughs> we <laughs> were throwing house parties Charging cup fees and it was just our homebrews on tap. Mm. Oh wow! You know, and and so it was just a natural transition to go into brewing. Like we have degrees. Allegedly, he did. Wait, honestly, honestly, how did you not get expelled? Well, you don't too, live on well, campus. Why are you You gotta be smart about you it. You weren't dorm the whole time. time we he's in Wisconsin, too. In the dorms, we kept that stuff tight. I was gonna say, like, how did you not get kicked out? He's in Wisconsin. You can drink when you're like four years old. And then so then you know we started brewing professional professionally in quotation marks because in 98 nobody knew what they were doing like the craft beer boom had sort of died uh and we started central waters and so we've been growing it ever since but you know we couldn't find talking about like omar talking about uh, an account not wanting their beer we couldn't find a wholesaler to sell our beer for nine years wow we sold our own beer not for wanting to sell our own beer like breweries do now like they want to self-distribute we didn't want to it was out of necessity no distributor would pick our brand up locally or anywhere else. Wow. So you guys were kind of caught in the middle there because there was the micro beer boom. In the early 90s, it was mostly like brew pub focus. Right. And then that crashed in the late 90s. You just don't hear a lot of and it didn't pick starting up, in the late 90s. Nobody was starting that. We right. actually, so Paul's got a great story about this. He went into a bank to try to get funding because we didn't, like, we don't have money. You know, like that's not something that like none of us come from money. We built this like with our bootstraps, like taking our profits and putting it back in the company. So Paul's got a great story of walking into a bank trying to get money and literally getting laughed out of the bank. Wow. Like the bankers were laughing at him. And it was like probably eight years later that banker showed up at the brewery to ask us to move our business back to him and he got left out of the brewery. Mm. It was fantastic. That's great. It was great. Yeah. That is that and that's why Personally, I love I love doing this show as I love hearing about these stories of the yeah. the trials, the tribulations and everything yeah. else that goes along with it. Because honestly, it, it, and Mike maybe maybe even mentioned this, it's a war of attrition. You know, you, you just you, if, if you're committed to it and if you really believe in your product, ultimately, you would think that you're going to prevail. Yeah. If you're not doing it to try to get rich, which you better not if you're in this industry, because sure. that doesn't happen. No, Um so for us, like to get back to your original question here, like we started doing this stuff, that was a long time ago. And so we, the stories we have are stories that 95% of the breweries that are in existence right now don't have that mm-hmm. history, right? So now you fast forward to today and like we have cans, we have sours, we have milkshake IPAs, New England IPAs, all these things. If we don't do that stuff, these are the talks that we had is like for a long time, you know, our niche has been barrel aging. Our niche has been porters and stouts and all these darker beers. But the danger of that as an older brewery is you pigeonhole yourself into that. Mm -hmm. And as an old brewery, if you don't innovate, then you're just like old and in the way and who cares about you? Mm -hmm. And that's just the way it is now. Like the running joke right now is the most popular beer is what's new. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the style is. What's the new thing? 
that's the popular thing. Yeah. And so as an old brewery, it's, that's our struggle is making sure that people understand that we're still central waters, that we're still innovative, that we're still relevant, that we're still all these things. And so we release these beers show, showcasing all the stuff that we've been doing behind the scenes, but it never really like showed people. Mm-hmm. And so this last year we have so many great stories of cans. Like we said, we'd never do cans. We're in cans. We said we never do a new England IPA. I said we'd never do that. <laughs> and we did one like six months later in a can. And it's doing um, well. And, 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 well. and, and it's speaking to the yeah. cans, I mean, can we tie this in? You guys have always had this this philosophy of, of staying true to sustainability. Yeah. And and, and we've talked about that That's uh, a big part of in us, the yeah. past on this show. But did, do cans tie into that philosophy a little bit? or, or They how- do a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to ignore that part of it. Um, they do. There are, you know. That's a debatable point, the sustainability of cans and bottles, but that's a whole other show. Um, Well, can we talk about what you guys do do that is... Yeah, for sure, for sure. So that's something that we've been a a big part of uh, basically since we expanded. And so in uh, 2008, we expanded to Amherst, Wisconsin, which was a uh, bustling metropolis compared to the city we came from. Amherst is a thousand people. We actually have a couple stop signs. It's pretty fun. (laughs) so when we moved there, you know, right away we put in like in-floor heating. And we talked about this last time on the show. We have solar hot water that heats our building. It provides preheated hot water to make all of our beers. These are all things that we don't put on the packaging and we don't talk about. Um, we probably should, but we don't. Um, since I've been on the show, we've expanded quite a bit on that side. We have a lot of solar PV. We generate a lot of energy on site to the tune of 65% of our power is generated on site at the brewery. Wow which is by percentage of how much beer you make is far more than any brewery that I'm aware of. There might be some That's other cool. smaller brewery doing more than that, but uh, cool. we generate a lot of power on site. And it's really fun on a really sunny day when your brewery's in full production, you're bottling, you're brewing, everything's happening to watch your meter spin backwards. Go backwards, yeah. You're That's actually getting cool. paid. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty for, cool. Yeah, that is yeah, cool. Yeah, that's Are you, cool. I, know this, I know we've got to go to a break, but I have to ask this really important question. Are you pissed? Are you pissed that you couldn't find a distributor for nine years and someone no. makes a thousand say, barrels not, of beer? No, 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 but someone no. makes a thousand barrels of okay beer and some distributor pays them a million bucks. Well, the times are different now than they were back then. And here's the advantage that I have over that now is that those nine years that I personally spent distributing my beer, driving it in a broke down minivan or pickup truck or telling an accountant in Madison, Wisconsin, that I couldn't deliver beer because it was raining mm-hmm. and the cardboard would get wet in the back of my truck. Right. Mm-hmm. Like those are real stories. Sure. And so now you have this like really personal relationship with that. It's store. the appreciation yeah. too. That never goes away. Yeah. I still have that relationship mm-hmm. with See? those stores. That's yeah. awesome. And so Nello brought that to me yeah. 10 years ago and yep. yep. And so now you can walk into, you know, with as as there's 7,000 breweries now. And so as you guys have all seen, you go into a bar and it's constantly rotating taps, rotating taps, rotating taps. In those markets where we distribute our own beer for nine years, you'll walk into a place and there's six permanent central waters. Lines. Wow. There's eight permanent central waters. Lines. They'll never go away because they're like, well, you know. I knew him. When, yeah. They distributed this to me. Like he humped those barrels down to my stairs for nine years yeah. before he had a wholesaler. That's permanent thing for me all right central waters brewing company the guest who was the first place the first place that sold central waters beer yep come on you have to know it at the top yes. of your head well there was a small amount there were a few places a couple of them aren't in existence anymore okay uh goose on maine and stevens point wisconsin is sure. probably one of the first wits end which is not in existence anymore in stevens point they're all stevens point bars um 
Gosh, Jared, liquor. Uh, they just gave you that chance. That's they just cool. said, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, some of them were like, you know, they're like the beer bars. And they're like, yeah, sure, but, we'll bring it in. But here's why I brought that up. But because, remember, this is like 1998. Right, like, exactly. It was Heineken, not, Miller Lite. No, 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 not even that. It was like Pete's Wicked Ale. Yeah. Right, you remember that? Sure, oh, yeah. Anybody remember Pete's Wicked oh, Ale? God, yeah. like, that, that was like, you know, you know, and we talk about this, like the first, actually the first crafty beer that I remember having going, wow, this is what it can be? Summit EPA. Mm-hmm. Still an awesome beer. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, when in doubt, go to Stout. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I decided to say that. We're drinking Brewhouse Coffee Stout. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, if people are hearing this, they want to find out more information about you. Obviously, you've got a ton of fans that are here in the in, in, in the Twin Cities. But you know what? All across the nation, which is the yeah. vast and ever-expanding yeah. beer show audience, um, yeah. people obviously want to look up that information and find you guys online, too. Where can yep. they find that? Centralwaters.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those usual haunts. Uh, new website launching in the next week or so. A lot more information on there. Mike was very complimentary of your website. <laughs> it, it, it reminded no, me of my company's website. <laughs> way, way more than I am. Yeah. All right, final question for you. You ready? Okay. What do you wish you knew in 1998 that you know now in 2019? One thing. One thing that you could get in your Marty McFly time machine and fly back and uh, tell, tell back yourself. One thing that I know now. Yep. That you wish By the way, you I asked Mark then. Stutrud the same thing from Summit. And he said Pam Anderson's cell phone number. That, that is true. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> so, what he but said. But now no one wants it. Be my <laughs> all right, all right. But in all seriousness, is there one thing that you wish you could have told yourself? Or, or be, because Mark, Mark Stutrud's cell phone number. Right. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's good. but I get the fact that you do, and I can tell just from an outsider's opinion, I, I can tell that you do genuinely appreciate the journey. But there's mm. got to be one thing that you wish you could have gone back and told yourself back in 1998 don't there absolutely are but i have to like censor myself a little bit because my whole stars are probably listening ah i got you yeah. But I do have a genuine appreciation for the yeah. fact that you were home brewing in a dorm room. That is spectacular. We were, yes, yes. Quality number one. That's the, <laughs> that's the shtick, man. Awesome. And a double beer show featured tasting featuring Central Waters Brewing Company, Ryan. Yeah, both shops this weekend. Uh, we'll be in Minneapolis tomorrow night. Central Waters will be with us from 5 to 7. And then Wiper Lake uh, 3 to 5 on Saturday. Uh, check out that mix pack. I mean, incredible. Yeah, that incredible sounds cool. pack. Yeah. And, and this 12 pack is thirteen ninety nine right now at both stores so incredible value there too and and one of those things that you're going to want to pick up for all of your holiday needs that's awesome like i said this this coffee stout is spectacular thank you it's very very good so continue success my friend and uh, don't make it so long again before you're on the beer show i hope not Uh, are we done i think we have another hour worth of talking oh trust me (laughs) don't let mike go because he he will he will go um we're going to step aside for a brief moment we'll come right back you're listening to the beer show live on score north and of course online we are scorenorth.com we'll be Welcome back to the Beer Show here on Score North and, of course, online. You can find us at scorenorth.com. We are also available on Podcast One and the uh, Score North mobile app uh, for your Apple and Android device, 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 live inside the TCL broadcast studios. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, and it's our good buddy. Ben Quam from well, Ben's hello, Paddle friends. Brewing Company. How are you, buddy? What's that happening? It's been stuff? a while, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to call Ben Quam 
because we have not had him on for a while. Like yeah. two weeks almost. <laughs> out. And uh, everyone was missing Ben. The public's thirsty. Yes. I, I needed a, a friend to, to take Mike Fredoloni's place for going to the Vikings game. I'm jo- totally joking. It's okay. You're lame. <laughs> I know I'm lame, but guess what? I will be sitting on my couch right. watching the game, drinking Ben's beer because he's going to leave it all here. Of course. And you guys will be fighting the light rail. So I, I seriously have uh, a, a million things that I want to talk to you guys to to you about Ben specifically with Ben Paddle Brewing Company. But it it's it's so cool because you know the first time we we, we talked to you guys at Ben Paddle it was it was before your time there. But I love the evolution of that brewery. Brewery. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's so fun to watch from afar. And the fact that I kind of associate you guys as the Northern Minnesota Brewery, it's just so fun to watch from afar. I, I'm, I'm really proud of you guys. I will gladly accept on behalf of my friends and family at Bent Paddle, I will accept that title. And yeah. we, we love it. Uh, it's been really fun for us to watch the neighborhood grow around us, too. Yeah, um, We got our friends uh, from Ursa Minor open their brewery down the street from us. Uh, we have two cideries, uh, OMC opened, and then their sister restaurant, uh, Corktown Deli opened, and Taco Arcada, so you can go get tacos and play pinball while drinking bent paddle beer, kitty corner from our tap room. It's uh, the community that's popped up there is just absolutely amazing. And I love every time I go up there because it's almost like there's something new every time I go. That's so cool. And it was funny. Was it? Last week, right? We had Castle, Castle Danger, Danger yeah. and they had nothing but glowing things to say about you guys yeah. and vice versa, Same which I didn't realize that they were the fifth largest brewery in the, well, in the state. Well, let's talk yeah. about that for a second, because yeah. yeah. um, you're uh, in charge of sales in the Twin Cities mm-hmm. for, okay, so, and you're an exceptionally good salesman. <laughs> Thank you. I've heard a few things that you're very good at. That is just one of them. I talked Jenny, talk Jenny into marrying me, so That's I think that cements so me as a good salesman. sell job <laughs> ever. So, Wait, um, he he outkicked his coverage more than I outkicked yeah, mine. Oh, wow, good for him. I'm wearing the Mitch Berger jersey right now, buddy. So I'm going. I'm going back to 2015, where it says Bent was making about 13,000, 14,000 barrels. That was 05 or uh, 2015. Mm-hmm. Five years later, you guys got to be getting close to 20,000 barrels. Yep. What's going to happen to you guys when you can't sell a growler? You know, we're we're all in the same battle right now. And honestly, if anybody out there is listening, call your legislators. It's it's an old rule. It's an old law. That Arbitrary. Do, does it, yeah, yeah, they just picked a number and they went with it. It doesn't re- really make any sense. And all it does is hamstring a lot of us in the same sort of Well, let's size. tell what it is. So when you hit 24,000 barrels, yep. you can no longer sell a growler in your tap room. Correct. So, and that kills a lot of people because, like Castle Danger said, they're a destination. I'm going up there for the weekend. Yep. I want to take a growler of Ben Paddle home. Can't do that if I if I start having this incredible success of twenty four thousand barrels. The, that's the tough part. Is uh, we offer a lot of beers that we don't package for liquor stores. Mm-hmm. We we try and keep it fun and inventive of in course. our tap room. And the best part about that is if you find a beer that you really love, you can bring it home with you, and you can have a couple more when you're sitting at home. You can have some with dinner, like whatever. And what this law does is it eliminates our ability to do that because we are too successful as a small business. Mm-hmm. So we're being penalized because we're doing well. So what you're doing is you're, you know, you're taking these companies that are, you know, basically giving people dozens and dozens of jobs. We're putting thousands of dollars into back into in tax revenue into the community. Taxes, yep. And then you're saying, oh, you got too good. Yeah. Now you can't do that. And why? Nobody has any answer because we the people arbitrarily that made those laws... stopped you at 24,000 yep. barrels. Because yep. it doesn't correlate to any, uh, the, they, they want to protect people from getting too big. Mm-hmm. So Miller Lite doesn't come into Minneapolis and open their own tap room. Correct. Well, Miller Lite makes 
three billion barrels or whatever mm-hmm. it is. I mean, some crazy amount. It's it's apples and pomegranates. I mean, it's two totally different things. That's so weird that they have that arbitrary twenty four thousand. Well, but I mean, we had to change the state constitution for tap rooms to even exist. Absolutely. I mean, the amount of work that that everybody grassroots mm-hmm. did with the quote unquote Surly Bill mm-hmm. uh, that you know Omar helped lead the charge through. We had to change the state constitution in order for us to be able to do that. And what we're left with is a whole bunch of other laws from that same era that basically. Some legislators don't want to take the time to have to fight to change, and others really just don't care. So, I mean, even if you cared, it's not uh, top of mind importance to a lot of Minnesotans. There's not a whole bunch of people saying, "Oh my God, better pass that bill because I need my growler." I mean, it's it's a handful of people that benefit the most. Can I play devil's advocate for just a second? Absolutely, because I'm 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 genuinely curious, and I just don't really have an understanding of everything in the all-encompassing view of what the three-tiered liquor law system is. But I'm I'm curious. Does it actually benefit the help? Help me with a small startup brewery uh, mm. he, here. D- d- does it genuinely help that little mom and pop brewery to get off off the ground and running? No. So you don't think it does at all? Nope. Okay. Because where the line is drawn right now. So if you're looking at the list that you had brought up about where everybody's at, mm-hmm. so you have um, Summit Shells, Surly, and Fulton. That are the big four. Yep. And then there's a pretty solid gap. And then there's Castle Danger. There's us. There's uh, Indeed is in there. Uh, I feel like there's one more. A lot of people are getting close to that 24,000. And then there's another chunk. Mm -hmm. And then there's a number Mm -hmm. of other breweries. Fair. It's, we're, Bent Paddle, Castle Danger, Indeed, we are not the competition for a brand new brewery like Falling Knife Mm -hmm. that's opened uh, where the old Northgate Brewing used to be. Oh, sure. Uh, Fantastic guys. They're making really great beer. They opened last week. What's it called? Falling Falling Knife? Knife. Yeah. Cool. You want to catch it, but you shouldn't. I think that's that. (laughs) It'll stick in your head. (laughs) Uh, That's like literally they're making great beer, but we're, we're not their competition. Okay. Their competition is like all of us. Their Our competition is uh, Miller Lite, Coors Light, uh, to some certain extent, um, Sam Adams mm-hmm. and Angry Orchard and, you know, that behemoth. Th- those are the, those, that's really who we're all up against. Like nobody, nobody would come home with a growler from Bent Paddle and then say, Oh, I'm good on beer. I better not go anywhere else. Like we're example we're, A. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> I think I'm example B, C, and D. Uh, but th- that's the thing is we're all, it's all a coopetition. We're trying to work together to collectively make a difference in the overall overall beer pool. Uh, so all we're doing is we're penalizing some of us who have done really well. And then we're showing the people that are on their way there that once you get to this point, you're screwed anyway. Do you think that um, the brands like Dangerous Man, who doesn't sell in stores, they self-distribute, right? Do you think that that's probably a fairly decent business model for some of these smaller breweries? Because it's kind of getting hard. They're keeping all their margin on these on these big beers they're selling, That's and they're doing quite well. Rob and Sarah are so crazy smart for doing it that way. Uh I've talked to a lot of different people over the last year or two, uh, and even even actually at the state fair, in conversations with other beer people, I think that's the only tenable model right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, even as fortunate as we've been, if Bent Paddle opened right now, our business model that we have right now would not work. Would not work. Absolutely no. not. All right, so uh, you mentioned Dangerous Man. Yes. And I have to uh, give a little shout out to our new friends at Dasco Label. Because you know who is going to love this picture oh, is that? more than I love mm-hmm. this picture? Hmm. 
is my good friend Ben Quam Uh-oh. from Bent Paddle Brewing. So uh, I don't know, Ben, if you're familiar with the Dasco label. So they've been around forever, the six, yep. 60 some years. So there was a team of people that work inside there that just love craft beer. They want to do like a beer can labeling with specialty one offs and, sure. and just help people get started, you know, whatever, whether it's a, a Bent Paddle or a Starb, whatever. Uh-huh. They want to help with beer can labeling. So look at this photo. Just for everybody's knowledge, real quick. Chris Reaver's phone is literally the, uh, it looks like a baseball yeah. wrapped around. My I wife, my wife bought me that phone cover. Oh, look at that. So there, I, we were, they were on the show a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about one of my <laughs> single favorite beers, the peanut butter porter from Dangerous Man. They custom uh-huh. made a label with my face. And at that time I had the beard. Yep. And they did that. And it literally says Chris Reavers. And it says Chris Reavers, where Dangerous Man would say. And then they did a Kolsch. They did one for yeah, Mike yeah. Fratelloni with the Ace Harbor logo. How freaking cool is that? I mean, that's really amazing. And hats off to everybody over there at the, at the design studio because those are 100% spot on reproductions. See? And now I just want an Ace Kolsch. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to start selling them. No one knows that, but I'm just going to start selling them. But because I mean, that's, that's Dudley, right? Is, yeah. it, is Dudley not the one on the dangerous? No, that's Rob. That's Rob. 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 Yep. Okay, but but how cool! I said Dudley D can't grow a beard that good. That's a good point. Tell he, him that I said that. Yeah, that that's <laughs> true. Tell him that Quam and Reavers both said that. But how? But what was what was so cool was when uh, I, it it was it, it showed up at my desk. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's really nice. Because it looked so it. authentic it that so I thought real. it was an actual. Yeah. Anyway. I, I straight up didn't pick up on it until you started talking because I was like, oh, weird. You it got looks a peanut ex- butter porter. It That's looks me. exactly and like, like it. Oh, my God. And here's the thing. It's still sitting in my fridge. Well, you're not going to drink that I don't want to open it. Keep the can and drink the yeah, beer. Yeah, you can but drink I, the but beer. But I don't want to open it. It looks so awesome. <laughs> anyway, so a shout out to, uh, to Dasco Label. Absolutely. That's amazing. Literally, in the 15 to 20 years I've been doing radio, the single coolest gift I have ever received in my life, and I'm I not joking. I gave you joking. that five dollar Fratelloni gift card <laughs> at one Dang, time. You did, yeah. Okay, Ben, I got a question anyway, for you. Yeah. So, um, we had Omar on from Surly, huh? and he had Darkness Day, and he's going to sign some bottles at Elevated coming up on the 31st. It's going to be really a really great thing. What does Ben have? I see you have something there that looks kind of like um, a really important beer. And the second part of this question is: Have you seen it online for these beer traders? Yeah. Tell me about that. I'm not super familiar with that. Walk me through that process of beer trading. Well, I mean, it's like anything. It's like ticket scalping, um, anything like record trading for hard-to-find vinyl releases. It's if you have the ability to get there, you can either keep it for consumption or you can monetize it. Clearly, looking at my svelte figure, I am one of. <laughs> I'm. I am always one of. Let's consume that. Uh, I've never bought concert tickets to resell them. I've never bought sporting events tickets to resell them. My point is, if I'm going to spend the money on it, I want to go it. and do the thing. That's I want to cool. drink the beer. Yeah. I want to eat the food. I want to do that. But uh, that said, there are a lot of people that do, and it does take a lot of time. Um, so, like, what do you have? What are they buying so right now? So, what, what I have sitting on the desk in front of me is a uh, 2018 Double Shot Double Black. Uh, that's our barrel-aged beer, and currently the 2019 is being dipped in wax as I speak cool. into this microphone. Um, 2019 will be out on 11.11, and uh, we'll be kind of running around with that everywhere. But it is our... It's my favorite thing that we do. So, it's, people could sell her that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a hidden gem. 
honest God, because I've 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 had it before. Yeah. Is it that hidden? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, the city pages gave it the best beer in Minnesota, but, but this year. But do you think though that a lot of the really diehard craft beer lovers are even have have even been exposed to it? I think that you you have people that stay away from. Bombers as a format of seven fifty, mm-hmm. uh, but That's I also think said. that yep. you like the the tough part with double shot double black. I love that beer, but uh, as my wife will attest, one night we were talking about opening one. I cooked dinner, we mm-hmm. ate dinner. She got tired, and then I cracked it. And she it was, was like, nine fifteen. She's like, nope, I'm going to bed. And I'm like, well, now I have you know a high ABV bottle of wine, basically that. I mean, I can't cork it. It's going to go bad. So I'm going to go downstairs and watch Sports Center and, <laughs> and pass out to Sports well, Center. Hopefully, hopefully, I get the whole thing down because then when they do the rerun, it seems like it's a brand new one, and I can go. No way. Well, we had with with Surly someone. I, I I had looked it up with the Surly Darkness, and there was like a 2007, 2008, 2011. Yep. It was the empty bottles for the series of Darkness for 2,900 bucks. Absolutely. What? You were here on the show. You didn't remember me I saying that? I don't remember that it price, was though. empty bottles of wow. beer, but this yep. full series, and someone wanted 2900 bucks. I couldn't believe it. They did a really great job with having original art oh, yeah. on each one. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are incredible yeah, works I mean, of art. Yeah. It, and, it, it is really cool, and your bottle has the same type it, of look. Yep, we got uh, we're we're starting to kind of branch out. We have a full Northern Lights. It was always kind of hinting at the Northern Lights. Yeah. Now you can really tell that that's what it is. And each year it's going to be a little bit different. We'll have the years on there, but then mm-hmm. also like a different uh, Aurora Borealis, if you will. All right, so I have to share this story. I think I think I told this on the air, but maybe I didn't. I I, I don't remember, but. Um, I was uh, watching the Yankees and the Astros game, the one that went uh-huh. into extra innings, like 11, 12 innings, whatever it was, it was in Houston. Yep. And uh, I-, I was having a good night. All right. You know, I you was enjoying it. I, I, you, you had mentioned the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the high ABV, and I was enjoying a, a high ABV beer that wasn't Bed Paddle. And I remember um, I got tired, and <laughs> I had fallen asleep uh, on the couch downstairs uh, watching the ball game. And F it, because it was on Fox Sports 1, and I remember waking up, because they had replayed it at about 3 in the morning. Oh, you're kidding me. So it's it's 3.45, 4 o'clock. <laughs> you still think it's and I, remember going, <laughs> I remember going, my God. God, how long is this game yeah. taking? <laughs> this is the best is a story mar- ever. Marathon. It's a mar- it's a mar- it's it's a long game. Oh, so anyway, so when you said that, it, it instantly triggered that. Remember, like, my God, baseball, and I love lo- nobody loves baseball more than me. And that's I, a fact. Should, anyway. Thank God you woke up though, because nothing's grosser looking than walking down and seeing your husband laying on the couch or in my his kid. underpants or my kid, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Daddy. Dad. Uh, leave Daddy alone. He's got to go shower. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I want to talk about Harness IPA yeah. before we run out of time. Yeah. Talk to me. Uh, this is our, it's our winter IPA. It's a rye IPA. Uh, it really, this year's comes malt forward and then finishes with this beautiful, like piney, citrusy, bitter end. And I love nothing more than sitting in cold weather and drinking one of those. Because that's you. That's me. I've known yep. you <laughs> for so long. That is you That to beer a is literally brewed for me. Yeah, because you're, you're the guy that wants when it's, 15 degrees outside. Ben wants to start a fire and fire up one of these beers and just sit outside and enjoy the snow. It reminds Viking me blood. a lot of me, but completely opposite. <laughs> yeah. 
Just like the exact opposite right. spectrum. I would gladly look around my house and find my least favorite chair and break it into pieces so that I could have a fire. Like that is 100% real. Oh, that's spectacular. <laughs> um, so how many beers are you guys featuring at Bent Paddle Brewing Company, you know, year round seasonal right now? Because I, I always lose track with you guys. Well, 2020 is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Talk 20, to me. Yeah, we got uh, we have a lot of new a lot of new stuff coming out. You're going to see uh, probably at least five to six new SKUs from us that we've never had out there before. Cool. Uh, Wilderness Tuxedo, our sour series, is going to be year round starting next year, and we'll just cycle through fruits as we go. So you'll probably see five to six different uh, Wilderness Tuxedos, but they will just always be there. So as one ends, the next one is there. Whereas this year we did a pop-up here, a pop-up there. Now going forward, starting a... Those believe, were really popular. This is wildly yeah. popular, and they're so good. Mm-hmm. And uh, next year, 2020, we have uh, all but one of them are going to be like kind of brand new. So if the math serves me correctly, it's always Mother's Day weekend for your anniversary, correct? Correct. Festiversary and is Mother's Day weekend. And that will be seven years this coming Mother's Day? So be, next yep. next next May. Yep. Okay, because I remember being up there for the five year yep. anniversary, and which then was last year was six. Good so for you. Well, well, I was trying to like quickly do the math in mm-hmm. my head, and I'm not really all that sharp right now. Um, <laughs> but but I do remember that because Mike, I, I'm not kidding. It was such a cool. If you're a fan of the city of Duluth, which all of us on this show are, 100%. it was such a cool just embodiment of. Everything that I love about that city and about northern Minnesota. You could have gone up the other day and gone surfing, and then you could have right. some beer. Canal Park video yes. cam. That was so cool. But, oh, but it was it was so cool. It, it was just fun, and I was there with my wife and my kids. It was awesome. Yeah. It was so cool, it's, it, and it was such a family-friendly, fun environment that was uh, it was it was just when, a blast. When you go out with your wife and your kids, does your wife have to get that, you know, that little kid leash, and does she oh, have to yeah. put you on one yeah, of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. actually, what she does is the exact opposite. Yes. She lets me go off okay just so i leave everybody alone yes. and she and the boys are having a great time and they're like daddy's not gonna interrupt us so oh nice. okay so, so she doesn't need to keep you close <laughs> right she's okay if you wander <laughs> oh, off she's like he's big he'll be safe yeah. we'll see him over there it's somewhere. not cold enough for him to die outside <laughs> at night right. but for real like you're right about festiversary oh, it's, it's, so fun. it's a celebration of our anniversary and of our beer but it really is more to the point a celebration of everything that's wonderful about duluth 100 i couldn't agree bring more. everybody bring the fam bring the kids hang out have fun all right so ben if people want to find out more information bent paddle releases you know uh uh Double, double, hold on, I want to say it right. Double shot, double black. Double shot, double black. Uh, that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, everything related to Bent Paddle, where can they find that information? Uh, hit up bentpaddlebrewing.com or follow me on the socials at Ben Paddle. Just yeah, I like what he did. Instagram. Ben yeah, Paddle. there you go. Nice, nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, awesome. Thanks, buddy. Uh, always great to, great to connect with you and a continued success for you guys at Ben Paddle, man. Love you. Oh, you're the best ever. Um, and Michael, uh, I wanted to give a quick shout out because uh, you, my friend, yes. and I. So this has been, we were, we were actually uh, powwowing a little bit before the show. And uh, what's cool about doing this show on a weekly basis here on Score North and, of course, online at scorenorth.com is getting the chance and the ability to reach out and meet people that are cool like Ben Quam or Central Waters Brewing Company. This has been a blast. We've had some huge guests lately. Like literally and yeah, figuratively. Last, yeah. Well, the last couple of weeks, uh, the last couple of months, we've had some of the biggest beer names in the nation yeah. on this show, which is really cool, really special. And it's it, it, it gives us that kind of unique 
and cool perspective because obviously given the fact that we're based here out of the Twin Cities, mm-hmm. you know, we, we kind of do a central focus on, you know, the, the not only the Twin Cities, the local, but, uh, yeah. but but northern Minnesota and, 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 and local breweries. But yeah, you're right. It, it gives us this really cool, unique connection to uh, to others. I think one of the reasons why we can do that, both local and national, is because this market is such an incredible beer drinking market. I mean, our... Minnesotans love great beer from no matter where it is. They love it. Yeah, that's true. Um, So anyway, so Ben, thank you again, buddy. Uh, You're you're the best, and obviously you're always welcome here on the beer show. And literally what you guys are talking about is also a testament to what the two of you have built. As somebody who listens to this show, even when I'm not on it, surprise, surprise, (laughs) uh, it really is. It's a testament to what a great community that we have, but also a a great beer culture that you guys have helped build. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, Ben. Thank, Thank you so much. If you missed any portion of the program, we urge you to check out the podcast that you could find online at scorenorth.com and also available at uh, Podcast One and the, and the Score North mobile app. <laughs> My name is Chris Reavers. That's Mike Fredoloni with Fredoloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. We will talk to you again next Thursday night. But until then, cheers!